Who Back When? Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Who Back When? This is a special bonus for you, B052. We're here to talk about the latest new Who New Year special thing and maybe recap some stuff. We being me, Jim. Hello, Jim. Hi, Jim. Them being Marie. We just gave it away, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard that one there. <laughs> Did you guess the other name, though? Oh. Was it true? No, it is I. Oh, it is Leon. <laughs> it hello, is Leon. hello, hello. <laughs> and hello, Podcastland. Hello, Podcastland. Hi, Podcastland. Yeah, we're going to talk about resolution. Wait, uh, wait, let's just have a little second. Oh, sorry. How are you? How, how is Podcastland? You doing okay? Good Christmas? Good New Year? Yeah. Celebrating other festive seasons? <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Let's, oh, hello. Let's sorry. talk about some Doctor Who stuff, shall we? All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the very first New Year special as opposed to Christmas special. Yeah. Have we not had a New Year special before? I I thought we had not what, sure. we had a Christmas and a New Year one one year. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah. I think the year of specials when it was Tennant and he just did uh, he did New Year Easter the crap uh, fest. blah blah blah. Oh right, yes, of course. Why did they choose not to do Christmas? Not entirely sure. Maybe just to be different. Mm. Too yeah. much going on on the BBC at Christmas. The BBC love Christmas. They have Christmas specials yeah. for everything. Is it that no Christmas surely must be a bigger audience. Christmas Day is a bigger audience than mm. than New Year's Day. I would think so. Right? Mm. People are hung over on say, New Year's Day. Less hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> More chance people remembering your episode. <laughs> it seems to kind of counteract the whole, it, we're moving it from Saturday night to Sunday night. That's a case of, you know, Sunday night is when everyone guaranteed, is almost guaranteed to be in front of the TV because they're dreading the work week and mm. they're all tired. They're not going out to party. So why then counteract that by moving it from Christmas to New Year's. I don't know. And like Christmas, it's a tradition. We always sit down, you have your Christmas dinner and then you flop in front of the TV and you fall asleep in front of Doctor Who. We've done it every year since it came back. And this year we were like, what do we watch? My goodness. Something on Netflix. Oh, how, how could you possibly make it without television? Maybe we should have a complete non sequitur scene of a family that can't make it without television. <laughs> Before we jump into plot and whatever, but like, do you feel like it made a difference in terms of ambience? Because normally the Christmas specials, they they're kind of silly, they're goofy, they're like they're excessive snowflakes. Yeah, it's the only episode where you can get away with having a snowman monster, you know that sort of thing. Mm. It, uh, yeah, it definitely didn't feel like a Christmas episode or a, or a special in that regard. Like it's a series yeah. episode. Right? Yeah, it just felt like the the next one in the series. It didn't feel different, really. We've played a bit of catch up with this. We had a big holiday break and. Has splurged maybe four of the last episodes in <laughs> in the space of it. two weeks. Like it wasn't like back to back, but yeah, I think possibly for that reason, it kind of it did just feel like another episode because I, I don't know. It didn't really feel like the series had kind of wrapped in the same way. I guess maybe yeah. Once we got to episode ten of the series proper, and yeah, this just kind of felt like it was just more. It was it wasn't different. They try to ham fist a bit in the beginning when we get to see them in the TARDIS. They're looking out there in space. And see, the, like thirteen New Year, no, nineteen New Years and Eves in a row. Yeah, exactly. They mentioned yeah. that, and also they they look out the TARDIS, and they're like the fireworks of I don't know, I guess like stars and space lights and whatever. Yeah, but it still it doesn't have the same feel. It, it didn't to me anyway have the same feel as the the ham fisted Christmas references in a Christmas special. Yeah, you know? no, definitely and to the point where I'd forgotten that scene. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had a slightly different feel through it because I got spoiled that this was a Dalek. Same here. Which is going to happen when you don't watch it live for a start. But I think I actually still didn't mind when you first get the reveal of the Dalek creature. 
Yeah. They are just Daleks. Yeah. It's, you'd still call it a Dalek. Yeah, it's a special a reconnaissance Dalek. Dalek, but... I mean, like, we refer to the Dalek, and normally you think of the ones in the casing and oh, right. armour. Oh, no, the Dalek is the, Dalek the is a Dalek thing, yeah. With or without shell, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you see it, it's its, it's raw, organic form. It, did, it looked quite different, and I think, actually, I was, I was looking at it, literally, first time it appears on screen, it's like, you know what, they're doing something different with this. This is good. <laughs> like, I don't want Daleks just coming back as they were, because... Well, I hadn't been spoiled it. I didn't know it was Dalek, and it, it didn't... Uh, when, you, the, when you first saw it, um, it was on the wall, isn't it? In the yeah. like, squid on the yeah, wall, yeah. It looked so cool, and I didn't, I didn't expect that to become a Dalek. Yeah, and it was quite terrifying. So it, it was. It, it's such yeah. a dark, yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like genuinely scary, or possibly the level of scariness to us relative to how scary original Daleks must have been to kids watching it in the sixties. Yeah, because you know? that's the thing is, like in New Who, like Daleks are never really that scary because he's defeated them so many times. So yeah. to be able to have that impact is. Is amazing, yeah. Mm. And then when it goes in the water, it's like, oh, fuck, it could be anywhere. <laughs> it could be anywhere, Jim. <laughs> but in the water, so Well, like... obviously in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so when you found out it was a Dalek, were you surprised? Did you enjoy that reveal? I think, yeah, I think so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> They've revamped the Daleks to the mm. point where it's controlling a human being. Mm. It can regenerate. Well, it can teleport. It can it can regrow itself. It was cut into three, and then it's just the one that <sighs> kind of regrows into a hole again. Yeah. See, this is where we're already going to start nudging into the territory of. I, I think this is a great reboot Dalek, but a terrible Dalek reboot. Oh, you know, it's. Yeah. Did you like this episode? I, is this a good episode? I think it was for me in the okay to good bracket. Okay. Yeah, I think I did. I think I really enjoyed parts of it, and then there were some really <laughs> cringeworthy parts as well. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably middling. Okay. Spoilers for later on when we conclude this review or this episode by maybe talking about season 11 as a whole. Mm. This might be, I think this is one of my favorite episodes of this season, oh. but it's not a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I really, there are, there are too many things that I hated about it. Yeah. And you've already mentioned the, the beginning, it's being trisected. Can you say that? Like it, it's being cut into three parts. <laughs> yeah. That whole spiel, it looked really cool, and then it turns out, well, this is just bullshit. The, the other two storylines just disappear. They're not. I I really thought there would be a coming together of the three because you see the ground start to shake, and there's something happening. Yeah. In the other two sites, and then they're just never visited again, and that felt like a bit of a letdown. Okay, here are just a few questions off the top of my head. Uh, rapid fire answers, please. <laughs> okay. People who have they have spears and swords and stones that they can throw. How did they defeat a Dalek? In its casing with lasers and everything. Threw a stone into the eye stalk directly. They just went old, old school and covered it and it couldn't move. You have to just <laughs> grab it from behind. They, they showed it in the picture, didn't they? It, it was just, it was roped over. Like they, they stopped it. How did they move. do that? Well, they do it in the classics all the time. <laughs> yeah, but this is meant to be uh, a new... Okay, so this is something that I don't feel... I don't feel that the Dalek here was done justice in that regard. They made it this bombastic, new, Netflixy, dark, you know, 2019 Dalek. It faces off against soldiers with bazookas, or a tank even, and it just pulverizes this tank. Super high tech. But then it somehow is defeated by these primitives. Mm. It's like knights in shining armor, or possibly even pre that, I don't know. But then when, like, when the Doc... Um 
and co. Yeah. It's that's like the it. worst just finale. just literally run behind it. Yeah, that was like the Peter Cushing movie. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> so, they yeah. do. As long as you can get behind a Dalek and stop it from moving, then you're safe. They do microwave it. They do microwave Yeah, why is that possible? <laughs> why can they do that? <laughs> and that microwave, that's like the worst plot point ever. That, oh, no, we have to talk about all of these things. Chekhov's microwave. Yeah, that's exactly what I've written in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, wait, back to the beginning. Fine, they've now defeated the Dalek. They cut it into three pieces, but they can't just burn it or something? They Why? Yeah, because the pieces of berry are just, at the, it's like the fleshy bit of it. Why can't you destroy that? Yeah, if you can cut it in three parts, then yeah. surely you can destroy it properly. Yeah. And uh, wait, so it's UV light that's, mm, that, that regenerates it? it? Yeah. Is that why it was in a satchel so that the sun wouldn't shine on it? Can Daleks just regenerate if they're not wearing Ray-Bans? Like, well, <laughs> how does this work? Will someone remind me, what happens when it comes back together? Do those two pieces teleport? They teleport. They, they teleport. Oh. So what, what do you see happen? I don't So there, there are three pieces. One piece is in the sh- satchel that for some reason was not taken away by the thieves that killed the guy oh. carrying it. Yeah, that, that got me. In a, <laughs> fade away. <laughs> Guy falling on fairly worn path <laughs> <laughs> a few hundred years later. His exact Still same there. place with his loot. <laughs> <laughs> Worst thieves ever or robbers ever. Yeah, They put that piece in a plastic bag under a UV light mm. and that UV light somehow triggers the act, like it activates not just that part, but the other two parts as well, which then teleports to the piece under the UV light, which is revived, and then, you know... So what what do we see that says it was teleporting? Because they, they kind of... They were like, in, like... One was in... One was, was in, in Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah. And one was in, like, on the an island. The Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. They're, like, vibrating under the ground, aren't they? Because both of the Guardians are like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. yeah. They're both covered in cloth. Well, one of them is... Well, they're buried, right? Yeah. So they dig it out, and then they're covered in cloth. Yeah, well, sure. They're all wrapped up. Yeah. So did did we see the cloth itself teleport, or is it just that they were moving and then all of a sudden? I think just we the go squid bits. I go, think just the calamari got teleported yeah, from Russia. But do we literally just see something's happening to the other two bits? Cut away back to the big site. I think we actually get to see one disappear. We did. Like it, I uh, okay. think it like sparkles and disappears. I think mm. right. But then we cut away from what could have been kind of interesting. Mm. Like it starts off with, oh, multiple locations. This is going to be, you know, like, like a like an epic. Exactly. Yeah. This could be really cool. And then maybe it's almost like these three secret orders, right? And actually they get a name later on, the order of the whatever. Mm. We could have those people for generations. They've kept the secrets and now they have to band together, you know, 1100 years worth of keeping the secret. Finally, it's going to culminate. But instead, it's just two archaeologists and the TARDIS team. You know. And it's so annoying that they they use the TARDIS so much in this episode, and it's just literally to go back to Graham's house. Back <laughs> like they could easily have gone over and found the other guardians. Yeah, go to Russia, something. Yeah, go, go go to the Caribbean. Like yeah. have all these things. It would be so cool. It would be really cool. Yeah. Okay, here's another co- uh, question. Eleven hundred years. Mm. Okay, why is it still just one person? guarding a really kind of primitive, unsafe-looking grave. Mm. Why hasn't that evolved in some way? Mm. Why is it not like, we know that this is very dangerous, it's now been transferred into a a lockbox, some kind of weird bunker, it's now cemented over. It just looks really precarious, you know? Mm. Yeah. Underdeveloped plot. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) 
I don't think I engaged my reviewer brain enough for this because I, I think I was just enjoying it. I think that's um, it. Quite often, when we first time we watch things, I'm just in the zone of like, oh, this is so much fun. I love it. And then when then you become analytical and then you start to pull it apart. Um, so yeah, I think I did just sort of enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm focusing on lots of negative stuff now. I did write down a whole bunch of positive things as well that Good. I enjoyed, but overall, I feel like this was really poorly written. Like yeah. Chibnall should just not write episodes. Oh, <laughs> he did not Chibnall. do a very okay. good job in this one. I'm so sorry. Let's try what I thought was a positive. Okay, let's see if it. it stays that way. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I, I thought pretty much the whole, what should we call it, adventure okay. that Lynn has with a Dalek mm-hmm. was done very well. Agreed. So, where she's she's the Dalek's controlling her. Does the Dalek get a name? I've forgotten. I don't think so. Just, yeah. It's just it's a, a reconnaissance yeah. Dalek. Yeah, just gets a classification. Doesn't get a name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all, all of that where she gets the run in with the cops, ends up stealing the cop car, and goes and gets the weapons. I I thought all of that was pretty cool. That was all very menacing and genuinely. You were kind of like shit. She's just gonna yeah kill everyone she comes across. Sort of thing. Absolutely agree. Yeah, I thought she was really awesome. She's a good actress. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, did super good. well. Still a positive. Yeah, Yay. definitely a positive. <laughs> Even though this is not a negative about her, and this is not a negative about that adventure plotline in general, because it was great and I loved it. But there's just one cop guarding some random storage facility it's, where there's a Dalek? Like, <laughs> New Year's Day, it's all skeleton stuff. Yeah, but why is there just like, I mean, if you're going to do a MacGyver thing of we need to build, we need to cobble together a Dalek, then cobble together a Dalek. Mm. If you're going to have a, we're going to reactivate a Dalek, then reactivate a Dalek. But why is it that just, it's common knowledge that there's a warehouse where they store alien technology and they just happen to also have most of a Dalek in there. Because that was a bit, that really bothered me when she's doing the MacGyver thing and it looks really cool and it's very similar to when the Doc's making the Sonic. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. and it's really nice. Um, And then this fully fleshed Dalek comes out of nowhere. It's like, what, you were just melting together farm parts? Like, what? how have you made this? Um, And it was too too good. It should have been a bit more rustic and... Agreed. But I can't even remember the name of the character. The really socially awkward archaeologist. Oh. The guy who's going to make... Was her name Lynn? The guy who's going to make Lynn's, you know, workplace really uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) But she liked him. Yeah, they had a New Year's kiss. He was crazy super awkward. Wait, Uh, wait. He's called Mitch, I think. Mitch. Wait, hang on. Mitch. (laughs) Mitch. Lynn liked Mitch. Mitch liked Lynn. Yeah. Mitch was just a little embarrassed, all right? Thinking of you, text message. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know if it was a friend kiss or a fine. sexy that, kiss. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That was kind of cute. Aww. But then it immediately, it, it somehow just graduated to, oh, oh, wow. Oh, no, she does not know what she's getting into. <laughs> that's the guy at the office you don't kiss. <laughs> okay, yeah, anyway, so at a certain point, he has two reveals. One is he just whips out this gigantic leather-bound tome and just goes, vlomp. Oh, yeah. So the Battle of Hope Valley, there was this secret uh, order and this is all that they did. And it turns out there's no mystery. He just knows all of this. And the second reveal is, oh, yeah. So there's this company or warehouse and they house all of the alien tech there. Is that just common knowledge? Why the fuck do people know that there's a Dalek in a warehouse? (laughs) I can't remember if it's explained that there's a link between whoever's funding the archaeological dig and that company. Is that name mentioned before? Oh, maybe. I don't know. That would make sense. But even so, I don't, I don't buy it. 
Are you too Leon that, doesn't buy it. I don't buy it, I'm sorry. Or you're really in tech. But it's probably one of those things where nobody knows for sure, but there's been like rumours. Okay. And then the, so you see a big alien squid on the wall and you think, ah, maybe, oh, okay, maybe actually, those rumours are true. Like, okay. I think they just tried to throw too many geeky stereotypes into his mix. <laughs> there was a big cauldron pot that was Mitch. <laughs> okay. And he's nerdy about his history. He's nerdy about his conspiracy theories. And... But didn't he Social also, awkward. Didn't he also say that he didn't like history or geography at school? Yeah. Because I was a little bit like, you pick how job? the heck do you get into archaeology <laughs> if you're not remotely interested in He's clearly been stalking Lynn yeah. since oh, high school. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, why, if he hates history so much, why has he got a big history book? No, I was just saying they messed up his character. I'm, I'm not defending. <laughs> I was agreeing with you, Jim. All oh, right, okay. That sounded accusatory. <laughs> accusing Chimnall. Did you at any point think will there be a plunger? Is it gonna do these things? Is it gonna do those things? Is it gonna have balls? Is it, you know, what is it gonna do? I I was very glad that it didn't have a shield. Oh yeah, agreed. Because that's... Even though I hadn't thought about it actually. I think, I think I, as soon as I got the guns out, I was like, these better hit it. Because <laughs> 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 otherwise where the hell did... I don't know. I guess it could have had that tech, but eh. yeah. The rockets emerging from the balls was too much. Okay. Yeah, um, that seems like something that it would take more than one person building this thing know. in that's, a shed. That's quite some like <laughs> serious high tech. You can uh, whack some shielding together. I feel like solder some pieces together. Happen to make it look like a Dalek. So I, yeah. I wasn't quite as I'm like, oh, that looks too professional. <laughs> I, was, I was like, like uh, I wasn't dissing Lynn's skills, let's just be clear. <laughs> just wondered where she got the mould from to make Well, it feels like all of this effect. was in the warehouse, right? Yeah. It must have been. Well, I don't know, because we only saw them come out with like the, like the gun arm. Gun arm and like a gigantic uh, cog. At one point, she's just carrying this enormous cog. <laughs> yeah. which I was thinking, like, are you going to melt that down into a Dalek? Like, what are you doing? I can't remember, she, she might have a bag at some point. Yeah, it's a bag of Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> Make your own Dalek. <laughs> some assembly required. Um, but yeah, okay, sorry. So you were saying, so it, you weren't affected by the look of it in the same way? No, I, I think I kind of liked it. Uh, okay. It looked like a Dalek, but... The little hand thing? The little... It had some kind of grabbery thing, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the um, nicest looking Dalek we've had in a while. Like, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah, because I think... The only thing that, well, no, let's just start with, I, I liked it. I liked that it looked real. It looked made. Yeah, like rusty. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the new who, and even classic, I guess, have always looked a bit kind of plasticky and... Maybe too colourful. A bit too, and, yeah, yeah. looked a little bit too fake, a little bit... And too pristine, yeah, like with no battle scars. That's, that's it. It's, it's too 60s space yeah. where everything's crisp and proper. Yeah. Not, not the... Well, not the learnings we should have all had from Star Wars and that you have to have a lived-in yeah. sci-fi universe. Anyway, that kind of stuff. But what did bother me was there were a couple of moments where it CGI'd in. I think there was a bit where it, it floated into wherever the big finale scene was. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, I think it was entirely CGI'd there. And it, it loses all of that kind of rust feel to it. Like They obviously didn't spend enough time doing a CGI version mm. for it to look the same. Okay, yeah. Um, which I found a bit weird because you can green screen that kind of thing quite easily, surely, or presumably yeah, you don't need to. Or maybe just like it, suspend it, it from exactly. like do it live action. Yeah. You, you have the model, but for some reason they they swapped it out entirely for a CGI thing, which which looked too crisp. And hmm. but that's, okay. a, that's a minor nitpick. Fair enough. 
What did everyone else think? <laughs> I routed on too long. <laughs> Marie, you go. I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> you really like the look of the Dalek, you said. Yeah, I like the, yeah, I like the look okay. of the Dalek. Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> cool. What I, about you, Leon? Actually, I found my, my note about what you said before. I made a note saying, why would the Order of the Custodians, that's what they're called, why would the Order of the Custodians claim that MDZ buy all extraterrestrial weaponly, but weaponry on the black market? Is there a lot of it? <laughs> like, people know about this. Yeah. yeah. Black but, market knows about everything. Apparently so. But yeah, so, so there was an actual connection between the, the Order of the Custodians and this company, right. MDZ. Mm. But that means that the Order of the Custodians, MDZ... That sounds like a modern company, right? Yeah. It's not something that existed 1,100 years ago. So that means that people are now in touch with the Order of the Custodians and what they think. Like, they have official opinions. There's, a, there's an Order of the Custodians newsletter that comes out because otherwise no one would know how they feel about MDZ, <laughs> you know? No one goes, oh, well, you know, the Order of the Templar, the, you know, the, they, they have opinions about Apple. You know, no one says that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet they do, though. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. For the briefest of seconds, I was thinking of the fruit. <laughs> what, what, they like apples? Like a good crumble now and again? Is, I should have said IBM. I should have gone with IBM. <laughs> well, okay, in general, I liked the Dalek. It was super menacing. They've added this element of uh, puppet masters of, you know, the... Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is why when we recorded our review of Planet of the yeah. Spiders, this which is, you will hear next week... It's going to confuse you, Podcast Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Jim mentioned this to me. And I, was like, I have no idea what you're talking there's, about. <laughs> there's, there's some overlap, like thematic overlap. There you get the spiders on the backs that control the humans mm. that they're, you know, clinging to. You get the same thing. I also recently watched a really shit movie, Venom, the the new oh. Marvel whatever yeah. Sony production it's a piece of shit. I mean, there's some overlap there as well in terms of oh, there's some gloopy, gloppy black squid-like thing on you, and it's talking to you in this dark, menacing voice, and it's controlling you, and it's giving you extra strength and all that stuff. And I think I like that we don't have to kind of learn about it in some ham-fisted way as well. It was just there. It was just from the start. It can control people. Yeah. Um. Because when they when they first brought them back into New Who, there was like this big grand thing that it could fly. Yeah, it's like I think it was just like stood in a warehouse, was it? And everyone thinks it's cornered, and like all the viewers think it's cornered because Daleks don't fly, <laughs> and then it starts flying. And yeah, whereas this, yeah, it's it I think that's something that they're doing probably better in New Who in general, and it's just kind of like giving your audience a bit of respect and maybe. Actually, no, there's some terrible scenes in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that one bit is good. But... <laughs> Sorry, I just suddenly thought of the thing you referenced earlier with the, the stupid family that can't talk to each other. <laughs> that, where did that come from? Why is there this non-sequitur scene? I don't know. Someone had a brain fart and it made it all the way through. <laughs> Wait, who's the family who can't talk to each other? Yeah, there's a scene in the middle of this, um, when the Dalek shuts down TV. Like, there's no more TV, no more Wi-Fi, no more uh, mobile communication. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, cut to family we've never seen before yeah. with two or three kids yeah. who just go Panic. oh shit we're gonna have to talk to each other now <laughs> oh no yeah that was the worst line in the whole thing and it just thing. took too long yeah yeah no that was so annoying and why isn't it a family we've already seen you could just establish something just and it would make so much more sense if it was a christmas episode because you would look around and you would all be sat with your family watching it on christmas day bingo mm. yeah no one sat yeah. with their family on new year's day watching stuff. no oh. <laughs> 
Actually, that's not true. Lots of people watch stuff on New Year's Day, but they didn't show that here. They didn't have like, oh, well, we're going to watch proms or, you know, the Vienna Orchestra. <laughs> the, it, 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 You're fine too highbrow for us. There's nothing. <laughs> what? There, <laughs> I just feel like that was, it was a complete non sequitur. You could have taken that same message. If you want to hamfist that message in there, then have... What was his name? Humphrey? Uh, awkward archaeologist? Mitch. 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 <laughs> Humphrey. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry. Because he wants to hump for free. Oh! hey hey <laughs> Or if you cut to the scene of, also, strangely ham-fisted scene of the dad character suddenly showing up and trying to hawk a microwave. <laughs> there could be a TV in that cafe and the TV goes yeah. off and... You know, it becomes more natural. We don't have to cut away to something that's just a clear non sequitur. Mm. True. They could have even brought Yaz's family into it. I was we've, just to we've say seen that you family. could have Yaz's family. You're right. Yeah. Cut to that. Cut to that family. Yeah. Mm. Bring Yaz because it's all about Ryan's family. Jim, are you Yaz's listening to this? Wait. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find out who those actors are. I bet they're related to someone in the production. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not from some other. BBC property, are they? It's not like a cultural reference that's just going over my head. If it is, it's going over all of our heads. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about uh, the dad character? It really stressed me out when it, came, <laughs> when it came in with the microwave and I was like, what the fuck is this microwave? And then immediately you think that, you're like, okay, this is going to be a plot point. Great. Oh, clearly. Like, yeah. why? Like, why? <laughs> why? Comes and he's like, oh, come on, son, I'll take you down to the local calf. Yeah, I really want to connect with you. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately it's trying to splog a microwave. <laughs> no. If I was right, I would be out of there. Like, look, dad, I'm not standing for this. No, no. <laughs> it's not like really, the dad really... character. <laughs> Fine, have the character, but write him completely differently. Yeah, yeah. The scene where they sit down, the sort of slightly teary scene, it, it, they left no tension, you know, that everything was resolved. Everything Wait. was like, why Which did Terry scene when they're talking about Maybe why did you not, that might not remember. like what why did you not come, hey dad uh, why didn't you come uh, to your mum's my yeah. grandmum's funeral yeah it's just like here are some bullet points of what the problems are the dad just immediately acknowledges those problems tension over mm. everything is resolved yeah. have him figure this out himself have maybe like give him a character arc mm. which allows him like in the beginning he doesn't want to acknowledge that he did anything wrong and then through his actions we learn that he has you know he's come to this conclusion himself yeah. when he redeems himself but he doesn't yeah. and in the end he fucking leaves again it's like oh do you want to come with your son <laughs> no i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna sod right off and sell another microwave these <laughs> <laughs> microwaves aren't gonna sell themselves <laughs> Although they could, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any character. Like in the whole, in the series as a whole, he's just been a constant letdown. Yeah, he's never had any like proper screen time, and then suddenly it's it's there. Got and he's like, oh, it's just misunderstood, and he's all heartbroken. Da, da, da. And yeah, he, he hasn't proven himself. He hasn't been a good dad to Ryan and Ern Tower. Why does like, he get to fly around in the TARDIS? Yeah. Okay, here's another question about him. Why does he, why is he the one who comes up with a solution of how to use his microwave? Because he knows that microwave inside out. What? Because <laughs> it's established he's an engineer, you know. Mm. Oh, is he? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. He'd been out on the oil rigs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, and they, they, definitely, they definitely use the phrase engineer. But, but no. 
<laughs> I'm not defending it. I'm just, that's, that's not I'm enough. Saying they, no. they put that in so that at the end of it is like, oh, the engineer saves the day. Yeah. Obviously not the doctor, The, but the however son, many years old she is now. What, what is she? Is she a thousand yet? She's over a thousand. Over a thousand. I think so. But but the son, my, what is his name? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm having some sort of weird temporary amnesia today. Even Ryan is an engineer of some sort, right? Is he not? Or a mechanic? No, he's a mechanic. He studied... Me- uh, he's he's a car mechanic. He's doing an apprenticeship, isn't he? Bingo. There we go. So there's some yeah. element of he can deconstruct machines and yeah. reconstruct them or whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine. So maybe he's inspired by his dad or something. But I don't know. Uh, I did not like the dad character. I did. I thought everything about that character was ham-fisted and every scene was a massive failure. I... <laughs> I quite. Words. <laughs> I'm sorry. I quite like the scene <laughs> with him and Graham. I think because I didn't quite know what was going to happen when he he pulls out this box of like childhood memorabilia. Yeah. Um. I don't. For some reason, I was thinking it was Ryan's or something, and it was. I don't know. I I, I was generally kind of surprised that he puts it in front of the dad and says, and then the dad's like, "This is all my stuff." It's like, yeah, me, the person that spent the last few years of your mum's life close with her, had to deal with this. Yeah. Now, yeah, I don't know. That, that was quite an emotional bomb. He just I agree. laid down on the table there. I agree. Uh, it's a good scene. And it would be quite good to see more of those two. Yeah. I think I, I've i been very surprised at the Graham character and Bradley Walsh's portrayal of him. His like, acting chops are... Apart from, this isn't this episode, but the, the one where he, he's like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm, I'm just going to get all angry. Oh, and I'm just that's gonna... the worst. Like it, Wait, remind me? Um, when oh, Tim, tooth guy. Tim, Tim Shaw, Shaw comes is, back. Yeah. yeah, like it just sort of comes out of nowhere, and mm. they they kind of established what his character is. He's, he's very down to earth, and he's quite loving. Like this scene with um, Ryan's dad has so much of his character traits in it because he could be shitting all over him, and he doesn't. He just he's playing a very kind of clever, emotional game in a way, but in a very nice way. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of respect and. And I don't know. Well, he almost he also, like, sort of continually thinks, like, what would Grace do? And she was a very, yeah, true. like, humble woman. Um, I don't know if humble is the right word, but I feel, I guess, kind. And I don't think she would want to go off and kill Tim Shaw just for revenge. But And everything else that he does, he seems to have Grace in the back of his head. And then he just gets, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel very out of character in the other episode that we're not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember being that upset by his anger in that episode. I could understand anger. It was just, and it was also a bit of like, what makes you think you can kill him? Like when, all, when he's shown how powerful he is and what else he can do and everyone else is terrified, but you singularly are going to go walk up with a gun and just kill him dead. Like it's not that easy. Um, yeah. It was, it was a sudden display of arrogance. Yeah. And yeah. Defiance against the doctor. And yeah. I don't know, it was just all, all very thrown in quickly. as just sort of like, without any build-up. And it's like, no, that's that's not what you established Graham to be. No. Like, okay. like, even if they'd have seeded it in a few episodes and just been like, if, you know, a theoretical, if I ever saw him again, this is what I'd do. And then, yeah. then you're faced with him and you're confronted with, well, do I, do I do what I said I would do? Because it's easy to say it and now, it's, now I'm here, it's different. I don't know. But yeah, it just was literally that one episode. And it yeah. But he slipped back into the Grace philosophy. Yeah. Right? So, and, yeah. Oh, I, I'm... Graham is definitely my favourite of these companions. That's what Jim said. He's oh. Jim's right. <laughs> I like right, Yaz. I like. I'm... Wait, wait. Justify this opinion. Yaz is awesome. <laughs> really? she, she 
knows what he's doing. She gets on with stuff all the time. In this episode, give me one example. Oh, she um, recommends a cafe. Yes. Okay. Good what else? shout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she escorts them out of the the dig site when it's in danger, yeah, and she gets everyone's right. contact police numbers. <laughs> she gets everyone's contact numbers so they can reach them later. That's important. Okay. She she gets sidelined in this she episode. Does yeah, she does. Yeah. I think she she's gets, barely in it. She gets sidelined in quite a lot of episodes, yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, which is going to happen when you have three companions. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's a problem. Maybe they're just, they shouldn't have an ensemble cast in the TARDIS. Yeah. But I remember in the beginning, when we sat down to review, like, oh, the first episode of season 11 and a new show runner and everything and cast and Doctor and companions, yada, yada, yada. We were so incredibly happy about her. Like, about everyone, but about her in particular. I, I remember personally thinking, oh, wow, she's so cool yeah. and she's so like she has agency and she's a trainee police officer and she's you know she's take charge and mm. solves mysteries and whatever very cool and then i feel like all of that potential has been squandered mm. all of it because if they're ryan and brian no graham graham <laughs> ryan and brian, brian. <laughs> that'd be nice they have more of a backstory and tension to work out between them so they're yeah. they're relationship gets focused on more and then Yas is just the outsider who doesn't really she doesn't really have a story she's not running away from anything she's just there yeah yeah which is a bit of a shame but what does she do in this episode then <laughs> I'm keeping that in what do any of them <laughs> what do any of them do other than other than the dad saves the day what does Brian do he's not called Brian Which, why is he <laughs> Graham why can't I say it no do you mean Graham yeah Graham <laughs> Graham has Other than it, get left behind and everyone doesn't even realise he's missing for ages. Graham has the whole spiel with Aaron. Graham has, I don't know, he's, he's like the anchor in this show. He does pretty much what he should do. He should mm. anchor them on Earth. Yeah. So that when they disappear, they travel around or whatever. Not on Earth, in, in Sheffield, basically. In Sheffield, sort of yeah. anchors them in at But home Yaz, Yaz can be the anchor because she's the one who actually has family in Sheffield still and has a reason to come back. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Graham's just got an empty house. Uh, question for you. We have a broken chair. Sorry. Yeah. Question. Is that the first time the TARDIS has ever landed on anything? I'm sure it must have landed on other stuff. It never seems to break anything, usually. It just finds an empty spot somewhere in a corner and doesn't... Well, don't things normally end up in the TARDIS? Like, it's landed on people before. Oh, that's true. It lands around... Oh, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should have gone, uh, where's this chair come from? Graham's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> See, it would have been so much better. <laughs> Great Graham impression. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I feel like that was just me. No, I think we I'm may sorry. just have cast our Graham for uh, <laughs> the upcoming audiobook. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Not the first time, the second time when Graham and Aaron are in the living room, mm. we hear the TARDIS arrive mm. and Graham just goes like, uh, that big box that you saw before, it travels through space and time. Yeah. I got freaking goosebumps. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. I loved that scene. Yeah, that's quite cool. I do like Graham. <sighs> question, do they go there often? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was some weird question you were asking them out. Like, what? <laughs> do they go there often? Do they go there <laughs> Um, I don't know, but I have fun trivia. Not oh. really, it's not true. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. But um, I was talking to my sister 
who lives in Sheffield, and she said that she'd watched the first few episodes and had looked up locations to see whether Ooh. things were accurate. Okay. Um, so obviously we know the Park Hill Flats, that's where Yaz lives. Yeah. And yeah, Graham's house is a real house, and it's just up the road from there. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, and very you can cool. Go see it. But the place where, in the first episode, Ryan was riding his bike and it was this beautiful bit of the Peak District. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. doing air quotes, podcast on. Um, <laughs> she was like, oh, that's really gorgeous. Maybe we'll go out for a walk there on Sunday. And it's like in Wales or something. It's not <laughs> nowhere near. <laughs> like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> but yeah, Graham's house is where it claims to be in Sheffield. Yeah. That probably just skyrocketed in value. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to go back to your question, I think the first couple of episodes, they were there a few times i don't okay. know i can vaguely remember the house being on a corner there were some shots of like them being outside on the corner well i the remember road. It, it being it's it's built on like, like a such a steep slope yeah but then the house is level and it's a weird and as soon as i saw it i was like that's definitely sheffield because <laughs> that's how they're all built it's such a hilly city um sheffield like the san francisco <laughs> <laughs> yeah that rome thank you very much Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Seven hills, just like Rome. That's what I was taught. <laughs> well, the reason I was uh, asking is because he has like fresh food in the kitchen. I guess we don't know what the date is. It could be like so, oh, so two they days. Go, oh, maybe. Maybe they, they have like a, left. let's always go back to the same point. Yeah. But if that's the case, then Aaron has not been gone very long. No. He's like a day late to the funeral. Mm. Right. Which is even more annoying. It's like, you could have been here. Where were you? You could have been here, but uh, I was delayed. It was really tragic. Mm. It's meant, I think it's meant to be sometime, unless Ryan's got confused. Because Ryan says, like, this is where I've been all this time since the funeral or something like that. But he has, what was it? Is it fresh eggs or something? Does he have fresh eggs? Isn't that eggs what the... Do- keep a while. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks out of eggs. Okay. But, but, but <laughs> I know he goes, well, he goes to get peanut butter. As well, which lasts like longer than the lifetime of the Earth. So. Is that what it was? What, am I thinking of peanut butter, not eggs? No, they <laughs> they did come back for eggs because they wanted to test that, yeah, yeah, the that's, protein. That's oh, the thing yeah. that I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, oh, the yeah. And, they, and rather than go to a supermarket, let's go to Graham's house. Let's destroy this guy's chair yeah. <laughs> and raid his kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I re- I was really confused as to why they made Graham's house the base for this episode. <laughs> I was just confused why they kept landing in the living room, like. Yeah. And land I, outside. And yeah, I think they have gone there quite a few times and every other time. Actually, maybe it was before they got the TARDIS back. That was the thing. But yeah, they just kept going through the front door. Yeah. <laughs> like normal people. <laughs> and like the doctor normally does. The doctor doesn't normally land in someone's living room. That's true. Oh, I'm sure he has before when, um, I can't remember, maybe like Rose or someone. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my notes at the same time. What were some of your um, good points then? Oh, okay. Fast forward further to the end of the episode, or closer to the end of the episode, the doctor actually being a doctor. Like the TARDIS dispensing pills, and the doctor then gives it to, what was her name again? Lynn? Lynn. And says something like, oh, take two of these and call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, don't take, don't overdo it or you'll grow a second head. No, it, she goes, take four a minute of awesome, <laughs> like, <four seconds." laughs> oh, yeah. it's like a oh, really, really intense amount of pills, but, uh, but, and then also don't overdo it or your head will explode. It's like, <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, who can do that? <laughs> I quite like that. I'm assuming it's a, oh, well, I don't know if it's true. Is it a Douglas Adams reference? That might be growing a second head. Douglas Adams was quite active in Doctor Who. It's Would, possible. Wouldn't be the first Douglas Adams reference. Mm. Uh, what else? I'm also thinking of a, a, a new trick for a podcast where we... Oh, what's that? We just have a sip every minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
of straight up vodka. <laughs> we'll call it the five minute podcast. <laughs> You're ambitious. <laughs> okay, other things I, I really liked. Um, uh, I've actually in my, I, I haven't written a proper like review section for this, but I have made a list of pro and con and I have given this a rating in my mm. notes. If I read just some of the pro, <laughs> okay, this is a pro. This is in the plus column. <laughs> it's just going to take a while to get there. <laughs> Derivative, yet scary, and sometimes well-made Dalek reboot, except for the teleportation regeneration nonsense and the MacGyver shell. That's, that's the first positive. Um, at, where was the positive in there again? <laughs> that it was sometimes a, a well-made Dalek reboot. <laughs> Sometimes well made. Okay. Sometimes okay. well made. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, thank goodness we have an old foe after all. Like that was the whole thing about Chibnall is not going to introduce any classic or you know existing Doctor we, Who yeah, aliens. We talked about this at the time because uh, yeah, I, we were thinking oh he was just bullshitting this all along and he had this up his sleeve. But then he did say first season because this doesn't them. count as exactly. the first series. This is special. Um, but yeah, I'm glad they come back. And all, but the other thing we were told that there wasn't going to be a series arc, but Tim Shaw has come. And everyone, I'm pretty yeah. sure we. I'd have to re-listen to our review of that first episode or our like bonus reaction. But didn't we? We said he will come yeah, back. Yeah, we did absolutely. foresee this. Like yeah. that's the big bad. Yeah. Um. I guess it's not being like fed all the way through like we had with the silence or with the bad wolf yeah. or things like that. Yeah. It's, it's just they happen to have come across him again. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But I don't mind that. That's. It's no. a bit different. Yeah, I, yeah. In fact, the absence of existing aliens made the impact of the Dalek return all the more poignant. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. Nick Briggs as the Dalek voice. That's in the plus column for me. I don't know who Nick Briggs is. He's played the Dalek since the reboot. Uh, and he does not just Dalek voices, I think lots of voices. And I think also is one of the producers on the Big Finish audiobooks. Given that this is a completely new team, new showrunner, new production team, new music, everything. Yeah, nice to keep some like, consistency. Oh, wow. Like you brought back yeah. the original, not the original, the original New Who Dalek yeah. voice. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I actually did notice during this episode that the first voice of the Dalek uh-huh. isn't very Dalek-y. Mm. I don't really remember when we've heard them talk without their casing before and whether that's... Oh, does that matter? As in, does it well, have an effect on it? In fact, I guess, was it even talking? Was it all just the telepathic stuff? But it was a very different voice. And it, was that him as well, do you think? Or, oh, yeah, that was definitely yeah. him. Maybe they de-Daleked it so that it wouldn't be too obvious. That's but it, his real... Yeah, because it didn't sound it didn't even sound, Yeah, it didn't even sound like us doing Dalek. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We were spot on. Because <laughs> everyone does the exterminate, you know, like that kind of... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was just more a normal talking voice, like a very menacing talking voice, but um, yeah. yeah, not not. Because I quite liked it, because mm. I think if I didn't know it was a Dalek thing, I, I totally would have been with you, Marie, and, and buying that this was some other kind of... Yeah. Like even yeah. even though there was some I don't know, you could kinda get a vibe that this is a big deal. Like I don't know if my brain would have even been remotely thinking they're bringing back the Daleks. Well I didn't I didn't think it was because we've never seen a Dalek control a person and, and attach itself like a backpack before. Like that was all completely new. So I didn't I can't remember exactly what the point was where it twigged, but yeah, it definitely wasn't 
straight away. Was it actually when the doctor gets it, right? Oh, I, Isn't it the doctor who says, like, oh, uh, this is the most dangerous creature in the universe. It's called I did, I a got, Dalek. I got it before the doctor got it, um, okay. but I don't think it was very much before. I, I don't know remember. when I would have got it. It was spoiled yeah. for me as well by, yeah. I think, the Doctor Who Twitter feed or something. Yeah. Do you recall when... But I think there were enough, there were enough clues and then she pieces it together. So okay. I think, yeah. Do, do we recall when she says it? Is it before or after um, the gun's been obtained? The, I think it's before. The I think it's before as well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's that it's, could have been a nice uh, it's after she's done the egg protein test thing, yeah. isn't it? So like it's that's right. how she finds out. So it's mm. and then later on, she's scanning a victim. I think the farm farmer, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, typical Dalek laser wounds, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Did you think that that was a realistic doctor reaction to coming face to face with the Daleks again? I'm trying to rec- recall it. I kind of feel like they've been trying very hard for her not to be an angry doctor. And I think a lot of that was kind of in her reaction to it being a doctor. Like she, she seemed almost afraid in a way. I didn't I think she was afraid enough. I didn't think she was angry enough either. But, but it, I don't know, it seemed like a, a bit kind of defeatist. Like she, she was kind of like, oh, you can't do anything. Like, and I don't know. I can't, I can't remember exactly how it played out, but there seemed like a kind of, this is a, a level beyond. She told them a level, to get back in the target. Yeah. That's the like, like it was orders of magnitude beyond anything that they'd currently seen. So anything we'd currently seen in like season 11. And it didn't really fit with, especially at the end of season 11, we've had Tim Shaw doing whatever he was doing to try and wipe out the universe as. Yeah. Big bads often are, and I know that seemed really grand. And like we know, we know the Daleks are evil and do horrible things to get their their way and what have you. But I don't know. But it, at this point, it's just it's just one Dalek. Yeah, again. and it's like, like it feels. I don't know. But it was a good one Dalek. It was a good Dalek. As in, yeah, there was pretty much until the Dalek came face to face with the Doctor, it felt like one do- Dalek is enough. Mm. But then when the actual confrontation happens, like, oh, no, this is just a 60s Dalek. Like, this is, uh, this is silly. But I think it was, it was bothering more the, the other way. That it's oh, like, it was too dramatic? Well, yeah, it is, it is just one Dalek. Like, we've, we've seen the Doctor triumph over Daleks time and time again, and I'm on her side when she's saying, oh, I thought I got rid of you. And it's like, yeah, I thought we got rid of them as well. Like, <laughs> 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 like they, they are, like, an iconic foe. And I, I don't mind them coming back. I just, I kind of want something about it to be weighted correctly. Like, either they are just super menacing. Yeah. You can't put the Doctor in the room with them because they'll just shoot on sight. That kind of level where it's, it's just, the game is just tipped so far in their, their favour. Yeah. I and almost you, want her just to be annoyed. It's like, oh, Daleks again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. And then the scene we get where it's full on war mode fighting the military people. Yeah. Wasn't that good? It's, I didn't really enjoy I I thought that just was just way over the top. Like if you do that and then you put him in a warehouse with the doctor, it's just like we've just seen all the things that Dalek is capable of. Why isn't it doing anything? Like yeah, but that's I my, don't know. That, that was what I meant before. Like they haven't picked which Dalek. Is this a dark Netflix generation Dalek yeah. reboot? Or is this a Cushing silly Dalek? Mm, yeah. And it, it seems to represent both. But in her own personal reaction to it, I did not get either. Mm. Like either you do the, oh, not you again thing that you said. And then it's like, okay, cool. So we have the silly Daleks. It's like, yeah. maybe this is Matt Smith holding up a jammy Dodger. Yeah, to the Dalek. Yeah, yeah. Or you have a, holy smokes, I can't believe it. We're all screwed at this point. Yeah. 
I've lost my whole species mm. to th- this foe mm. and, you know, breaking down, I don't know, just sweating and crying and just being upset by this. Yeah. We don't get that either. No. You know? It's just kind of a blasé, oh, oh, shit. It's a really strong foe. Cool. Mm. I like the military confrontation, though. I just really? remember thinking, I oh, really this is going to take forever. If this guy's going to take over the whole world or the, the earth... <laughs> It's going to take forever. It takes like 20 minutes to dispatch maybe 15 soldiers. There are freaking millions of soldiers just in this. Whatever. I really hated whoever gave the order to run. I was like, I feel like the army does not order run (laughs) as a command. At the very least, retreat. Yeah, retreat, retreat. Don't shout run. (laughs) Not unless it's Colonel Runaway. Oh. (laughs) Or whatever it is. Um, so, okay, you like this scene. Sure. To the level of liking the shooting the rocket out of the air with another rocket, or? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, maybe a little silly, but it, it, it was also kind of badass. It, what I didn't like about it was that I didn't buy that this Dalek would have rockets and, like, fancy little, like, that its balls would open and <laughs> missiles would shoot out of there. You I I didn't buy that. It just felt like some regular human being with a massive sledgehammer melted a cog, a cog, Chibnall, (laughs) and somehow fashioned out of that a massive missile pack that comes out of Dalek whatevers. Mm. I I don't buy that. But no, it's cool. It killed a tank. It killed a tank. (laughs) Pretty rad. See, I think I would have liked... If they'd just gone kind of retro, well, not retro, but like the reason the the Daleks are powerful in their normal guys is because of the technology they've got. Yeah. So they've got shielding, they've got, well, now they can fly and they also have the exterminator ray gun. I don't know how we refer to that really. But. Mm. And it might have been nice that this was a Dalek that kind of had to think on its feet and it's like, what technology do I have available? Like maybe it gets the exterminator gun because it would be a, a shame to lose that. And I, It seems I, like it barely needs it. Well, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, at least it gives it something that is iconic and, you know, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd be down with that. Okay. But why couldn't the rest of it have been just like it made some amazingly good armor? Like basically like Iron Man. Like why, oh, okay. why can't it be an Iron Man type situation? <laughs> this is an Iron Man type situation though, isn't but it? it? But then it goes and it's got rockets and, and all that kind of shit. And it, like, it, it's not just withstanding stuff and then it can fly away where you're kind of thinking it's not going to take over the world. It's not that. It is still, it's meant to be a reconnaissance one. Like, like why would it yeah, wait, be exactly. willing to make such a big mess? <laughs> if this is just, oh, sorry, go why, on. But why, yeah, why is the reconnaissance one like the best dog? Exactly, exactly. Why don't yeah. they make all of them? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't is it make so- any sense. <laughs> And aren't they always about purity of genetics and everything, mm. right? So the, why wouldn't the reconnaissance Daleks have just killed all the other regular Daleks and gone like, no, we are the Daleks yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, I think I could put some backstory in that to make it work, but of course okay. they didn't do it in the episode. Ah. <laughs> because what it seems to be the reconnaissance idea is that it can control other species. Okay, yeah. Ah, so regular Daleks are not going to have that invasion of the body. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But if if that's the difference, and that that would kind of fit in in my mind with what a reconnaissance Dalek might need to do, it might might need to... It's infiltration infiltration. rather than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't a very Dalek thing that's true and in the sense that they're very kind of that was Aryan racy about this kind of stuff yeah. like um <laughs> like that would possibly frowned upon and like maybe it was like a one-off thing that like if it came back to the dalek fleet it would get destroyed 
yeah. as being impure. And it only survived because it was destroyed and it's like the Daleks thought it was yeah. gone. So they, like, I'd, I would yeah. buy that if, if that's yeah. where, the way it went, but yeah. sure. I feel like it's not going to. But. Well, they can still kind of fix that, right? They can, they can explain that well, the next time a Dalek shows up. If they listen to this podcast before they start filming the next series, then yeah. maybe. Yeah. And Sorry for all the bad pay things me, I said, Chibnall. <laughs> <laughs> pay me one million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can have that for free, Chibnall. <laughs> <laughs> what about the end scene with the Dalek in the TARDIS? It's now, it's got Aaron. Oh, no. Friend. It's just like, oh, I've got a TARDIS now. He's got Aaron. And Ryan has to run off and save him. And then at the end it goes, not bad for a glow of dyspraxia. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have, I don't buy it. He doesn't have it. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, but I was saying, um, I don't know, like, I don't know anyone in real life who has dyspraxia. And we don't have, like, a portrayal of people with dyspraxia, really. It was quite a groundbreaking thing to have um, in, the, in, first in episode, the first place. Yeah. So I don't know, like, how he should be behaving. Because what, from what I understood of it is you, people would be a bit more clumsy and and like really coordination difficulties. Yeah, he should be like he should be always knocking things over and they'd be like, "Oh, Ryan, not again." And you don't, don't see anything of his dyspraxia until he has to climb a ladder and then he goes, "Oh no, my dyspraxia will stop me." And then it does But it doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. And so it does just feel like lip service. And I remember, yeah, the first episode it would been such a big deal and loads of people were saying like this is the first time someone with my condition has been portrayed. Yeah. Um, in a mainstream TV, like it's really important. Yeah, and yeah, I just don't feel like it's been given any sort of justice, like justification. I wonder if that's maybe the BBC being extra careful, or maybe it's Chibbers being extra careful. That okay, yeah. So we have introduced this, but then they're they're painting themselves in a corner where they have to walk this fine line of not mm. overdoing it, so that they're not then potentially accused of you know making a mockery of the yeah. of the condition, and and yeah. and then maybe they're just trying, oh, you know, fuck it, we'll we'll drop the, the terminology every now and then, but will not in any way it write it into the plot. It doesn't shape how he behaves in the slightest. But you're right. Like, you could absolutely have that, like, if he's confronted with stairs, you could have the equivalent of, I mean, I was going to say the equivalent of Daleks previously encountering stairs. It's just like, oh, stop. Every, yeah. Like, we're now going to stop this chase because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Yeah, we have yeah. to find another way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, does this- have him defuse a bomb. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? How am I going to cut two eyes? I'm sorry, I just interrupted you very rudely. <laughs> no, no, there, it's, but like, it, it just- it's worth it for the... Very animated <laughs> gesticulations that you can't see in podcast land. Oh. There's still some residual caffeine in, in me right now. Like, we are not giving Leon a bomb to defuse right now. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? Um, is it actually referenced in any episode that isn't written by Chibnall? Oh, that's an interesting I, we'd, question. We'd have to go back and kind of try and cross-reference That's bit, interesting, because it did, it did appear in the first few, and then they seemed to forget about it for a long time, and then it came back again. So yeah, yeah maybe, I'm just wondering if maybe it was, it was something he decision. he decided to write in, but didn't think of it early enough to let all the other writers know. <laughs> I feel oh, like no, the line was ham-fisted in here, yeah. only because there's been criticism about the lack of it so far uh, during the seasons. Think, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, wait, hang on. We've just seen him exhibit incredible coordination. Yeah, yeah. Let him just at least tell people that, oh well, that's really impressive because I have no coordination. <laughs> <laughs> just fluked it. <laughs> but how did you feel about that scene? The He and his dad, I, that did not go the way I expected it to go. How did you expect it to go? I assumed that this was going to be 
that scene, I wanted to see the dad redeem himself mm. by basically sacrificing himself, or at the yeah. very least being ready to sacrifice himself. And he wasn't. Like, yeah. he's basically absent until he's present by virtue of the Dalek just <laughs> slipping off his shoulders and flying out into a black hole, yeah. which is crazy as well. What, you just open the door, there's a black hole out there. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> There, there was like a very small air window that was sucking just the Dalek. That- <laughs> I'm sorry, I could have phrased that better. <laughs> but I, I believe that was, it wasn't the whole door. Okay. Yeah, no, that was, it was supposed to be just, yeah, just get me to the Dalek, but it seemed it, it, yeah, it was, not to be working. It's hard to, to, to buy it. We've all seen mm. other things set in space where like a vacuum in. <laughs> Sure. In space is not a good good idea. Probably not. Doctor, like, don't do that. But no. Why are Bad you, doctor. But why not? If the dad's just going to leave later on anyway, if you're going to just squander that resource, that narrative resource. If you're going to get rid of him by him going, oh, yeah, I don't want to come traveling with you. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Which undoes the whole, I've yeah. come back to you, son, because yeah. it's like, I'm leaving you again, son. Then mm. why not have him leave? Heroically. Exactly, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just quite a lot for Ryan's character to have then. Like, we, do we know what happened to his mum? She she has died, but yeah, we don't, I don't we think don't, we find out. Yeah. Well, we haven't found out yet. Yeah, so, but we've, we've seen his grandmother die. We would then see his dad die. Okay, that's it'd fair. Le- it would leave him with Graham, who he's not biologically related to. And I don't know, that's, that's quite a lot for... <laughs> I don't know. A, fa- a family show. I think uh, the only thing I yeah, maybe. I assumed is that we'll come back to the dad at some point. We're not done with them yet. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Wait, hang on. Uh, potential alternative. Have the dad try to sacrifice himself, but fail mm. in that Ryan... Ryan saves him. Ryan saves him, him yeah. and the only thing he succeeds in doing is... And then he would redeem himself. And then he could legitimately say, actually, I don't want to come traveling with you. It's too dangerous. Yeah, um, like bingo. I am a fr- yeah, you know, freaking retro rewrite bingo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or have Yaz do it. Have Yaz save the day, and then now she and Ryan have something in common. Sparks fly. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an alternative theory. All right, let's hear it. Uh, the Dalek left a little bit of itself inside <gasps> Ryan's dad. Ooh. Oh, he stayed behind to conquer the earth. I just felt a twitch. That's that's a really good idea. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Would there also be a little bit of the Dalek in Lynn? Sure. Oh, sorry. No, it was gross. She'll grow a second head. Oh. <laughs> so they were going to mate and make like Dom and Dalek human hybrids. Oh. That is Daleks in Manhattan all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to go there. Although I, I am getting a bit of a Ghostbusters gatekeeper and the key. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am the key of, master. Yeah. That's a key master. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> okay. No more units? Yeah. And a very crappy way to tell us that. Call centers for secret government organizations. What What was that? I don't know. But why would you get rid of unit as well? Why, uh, why couldn't unit still be in there? I can't remember how, how they were last seen, whether... Because some, some big shit went down with Unit, didn't it? The last time lots of, we saw... people you, got killed, didn't they? The last time was the Zygon inv- invasion, I think. Or is that Tort... Wait, I always mix I was up say, Unit and Torchwood. was a thing Torchwood. with Unit and Torchwood. Wasn't there a thing with Unit and Torchwood? Maybe. Maybe, oh, maybe that was Torchwood. Was Unit, like, corrupt? No, I feel like this is Unit, because it's lots of military that's yeah. involved. Who was well, the scientist with, as well. 
with the long scar. That's Unit. That's, that's unit. yeah, exactly. Mm. That's the yeah, the one who's like a huge fan of all the previous doctors. Yeah. yeah. And who works with Stuart with Bagel's I wanna say Bagel's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Who also gets just shot on in this episode. Why? Don't don't shit on a bagel. That's just not okay. I don't know. Do you know what it reminded me of? Independence Day and X Files. By the way, Independence Day also rang a bell in this one when the when the alien is talking through. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but in Independence Day and in X Files, respectively, they kind of, they make fun of each other, and I don't know why. There must be some story behind like the production teams not liking each other for some reason. <laughs> but so in Independence Day, it's like, oh yes, I like X Files. I hope you see it too. Yada yada yada. And in X Files, there's a scene of Mulder literally urinating on an Independence Day poster. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, he goes out of a bar, like into an alleyway, and he just urinates on an Independence Day poster. <laughs> like, it is entirely unnecessary. <laughs> and it felt a little bit like that here. It felt like, oh, this is the new production team going, no, 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 that's the old production team. Screw him. Yeah. And it's unnecessary. Yeah. It also makes it seem as though all the stuff, if it, unless that was Torchwood with the Zygons, and also when when the no, Cybermen showed up, the Zygons was definitely is that units um, bagels and okay, yeah. So Doctor Fan Scientist, <laughs> wish I could remember her name. <laughs> I feel like units kind of entrenched in mankind's well-being and in, in you know human development <laughs> and safety right now. Like I, I don't have an issue with them not being brought back again. Okay, but. I just think if you don't want to bring him back, just don't bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like, make a point of don't, calling them. Don't I urinate on a unit poster. Weren't they making like a, a Brexit kind of a reference? I read a headline about this and I don't know what it is. There's, I missed this. I can't remember how they phrased it, but at the time I remember thinking, oh, well, that that's pointed. Like they're doing that intentionally. And they were saying something about funding and... Oh, really? I missed yeah. this completely. That's oh, why yeah. why unit got shut down as it's like inter- oh yes the funding. international funding international funding got cut yeah it was something like that yeah but the the unit is a UN organization the UN and unit is United Nations mm. yeah I can't remember how they phrased it but it was it was a very kind of like those words don't really belong in this <laughs> this, yeah. this spiel you're giving here <laughs> someone's trying to make a point and yeah oh, couldn't quite fit it into anywhere else in the episode. <laughs> uh, I, I just saw a headline, but I didn't. Mm. I didn't realize this was it. Mm. Okay, I mean that whole scene is just nonsense. It's because it's a really long episode because they made it a, an hour for the special. Yeah, and it is like yeah, there are a lot of scenes that just didn't need to be in there. But it's, yeah, it's like it. if you want to make a joke about families not spending time and talking to each other, fine. A stop. Because that, jo- <laughs> that joke's been done a million times, you knobhead. Yeah. Also true, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not fine, actually, you're right. But, but B, if you really must insist, <laughs> yeah, find a way of, like you say, Leon, absolutely 100%, do it with some context. Yeah, pick a different family. Which pick a family sure. we know. isn't yeah. just throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't want to bring unit into anything, just don't mention them. Don't bring them. unit into anything. Yeah. yeah. If you want to bring unit into it, don't make a shitty scene saying that they're not there. Cause, like what? Wait, what, what, what if they end up coming into it and it's just wait, that wait, was all a ruse? You know? I, I, I found, I think, a plot hole, and at the same time, I have a suggestion for a rewrite. Oh, uh, the Dalek has shut down all of telecommunications. How can the Doctor call a call center? I think the shutdown is right at the end, isn't it? Oh, is it? This is way before that, is it? I don't know. Oh, so this is oh, okay. I can't remember because that's the other thing. Is like we've had ten episodes of. 
the new doctor. Yeah. To my knowledge, and I might have missed something, she has never once been on Earth saying, I should involve Unit in this. No, that's true. Mm. So why now? Because it's a Dalek. Because it, it's meant to be bigger. Well, I don't know. I'm being devil's advocate here. The devil being chipped. But it is, but it is, it is <laughs> still one Dalek. I feel like when Unit have been involved in the past, it's when there's been an invasion and there are like 50,000 Daleks and you can't, she can't handle them all on her own. But if this is Netflix Doctor Who and this is a Netflix Dalek, then one Dalek is an invasion. And also it's to prevent an invasion, right? It's like the, the Dalek is trying to go to the, not the Pentagon, so that it can call an invasion army. Mm. Not the Pentagon, also manned by one dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think this is possibly the first time I've ever thought this. I wish he didn't have lines. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know. It was just, like, it, not that he was a bad actor or anything. It was just such a short scene. And he was such cannon fodder. It was so unnecessary. And like... The, what is what does he say? What is the I line? don't. I have no idea. Like, oh, it's just no one. Will, no one will remember. <laughs> Last day before retirement. Like, I'm sure his family's very proud. <laughs> oh. But like the guy who's guarding the weapons. Like there's there's a little bit of a scene there. Like yeah. Like she's standing kind of creepily dressed as a police officer. Like there's there's a setting there that makes sense. He's he's running around like tapping some keyboards, I think, and then the Dalek crashes through. He gets a throwaway line and then gets killed, and it's just like that one felt. I don't know. It just it just, it felt like it hadn't been pieced together very well, and it was just like, well, you you tried to make a character out of someone you killed off in two seconds. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. It's something that I'm pretty sure I reacted to this when watching the episode, but then it, it completely slipped my mind until, truth be told, this is something I got from one of the reviews. That was sort of a ham-fisted. Let's make a character gay scene. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. This police officer who's guarding or a police officer, maybe security guard, I don't know, who, who's at whatever it's called, something, something, oh, we're D- talking about the, DMZ. The, we- the, the weapon place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, who just... Yeah, he talked about his Yeah, it's my boyfriend, Vum, yeah. dead. Yeah. Absolutely no problem having a gay character in this, but that seemed like, oh, I see where maybe some of the audience uh, reacting negatively to this season is coming from in that that really seemed like we have to include someone who's gay. Mm. And rather than give that character some actual dialogue, some actual screen time, it just felt like, oh, this is Chibnall checking a box. Because mm. that character is dead within within the space of basically confirming his sexuality. Boom. End of character. Yeah. And it, it's been done much better before. If, if you want to include more, like rather than do the ridiculously sexist Doctor Who of 1974 that we, yeah. we've been reviewing as well, uh, then it, it's been better done better before in this season even, or in the last season, season 11. The um, What's the one with the Nibbler character? Where there's a guy who's pregnant and they're talking about it like, oh, great, fantastic. Let's just, let's cut all those barriers. Yeah. But in this episode, that character, like divulging his sexuality, that just seemed like, oh, it's, oh. I, I think I kind elegant of felt, writing. felt the opposite anyway. I, oh, really? Well, I don't remember what he said, but I, I don't remember... I, I think I remember registering it, which maybe is going to be counter to what I'm about to say, because <laughs> I, I felt like it wasn't too jarring. It's, it's the way the spectrum of humanity should be written into episodes. It's just mm. someone talks about their life. It happens that, they're, that they they're are a male whatever. and their partner is a male. Sure. Exactly. It's, it's not I, shoved in, into your it face. Should, it I completely, needs to be a plot point every yeah. time. No, yeah. no, I completely agree with that. Mm. And that has also been done better in New Who before. 
we have uh, Captain Jack and we've mm. had uh, whatever. I can't remember all these ancillary characters' names. But like, <laughs> it has definitely been done better before. And also in Torchwood, which which Chibnall wrote for and, and mm. I think directed for as well. I'm not sure if I would agree with any of what you just said. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Well, I think Captain Jack is very in your face about he is who he is. He's pansexual. He's omnisexual. Yeah, I mean, which is, is great for dealing with that kind of thing, but... What I'm talking about is more, it's that person is a person. Yeah. That's what we're interested in. And then there is little things here and there that piece together. You realize their backstory is not the same as my backstory. You know, there's there's some, there's something beyond surface value. Agreed. Um, That it's just, yeah, it's not dealt with as, oh, here is a special character trait. It's just part of normal conversation. They're not not defined by the sexuality. They're not defined by the disability. I completely agree. I feel like this character was defined by his sexuality. We don't learn anything about this character. This character says nothing except, hi, I'm gay, dead. And I don't know which other character this refers to, but in the same context, someone complained, someone online complained, Chibbers has done this before. Some character divulges she is lesbian. Boom, is killed. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who that was. Well, in this, in the, well, in, not in this episode, in the in season. The season. In the season. Yeah. 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 And I can't remember. Or, sorry, in a Chibnall episode. So maybe this maybe is a previous season yeah. now that I think about it. Mm. But I, I don't know which character that refers to, but there was a clear reference or a clear parallel was made with, like, this is how Chibnall deals with that kind of inclusion. Mm. Just does fuck it, we're going to kill a character off. Uh, let's have them check this box. And say, mm. oh, you can do better than that, dude. Mm. Mm. Well, if, if that turns out to be a recurring thing, then bad chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill was a good example, I think. Yeah. Bill was a fantastic example of yeah. like, oh, this is not a defining character trait, it's, but it is part of the character. And we no, get definitely. to know the character really well. And it's dealt with just as, you know, just yeah. as it would be in regular life. You know? Exactly. And and. I think Jack was a good character in, in a lot of ways for kind of getting that. Um, I can't finish that sentence. You are right, though. Jack like, is very in your face. But it, was a, right. it, it wasn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but it really felt like sexuality was dealt with a lot differently um, back then. And so Captain Jack was quite bra- groundbreaking at the time. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably also true. It needs um, to be seen in that context. Yeah. And if he was in now, you'd be like, oh, it's a bit... OTT. Whereas, yeah, it's got a lot more sort of sophisticated and just more more sort of natural to have lesbian, gay, bisexual characters. I read it, I read um, a few articles talking about Clara um, and her, and she being bisexual. Okay. Which I don't think I'd I don't think picked, I picked up. up on at the no, time. No. Um, so I'm kind of interested when we come to her series, like to look back on that and see what the references are, if you'd spot it or not. It's possible. It's just ambiguous enough that yeah, I think if, that, if you I think want to take it. that from it, it's yeah. there. Yeah, I which know. I think for the bisexual community, they are not very well represented in TV and film yeah. at all. At all, yeah, Americans yeah. refuse to use the word bisexual. Like, sorry, Americans out there, but <laughs> in American TV shows, you are gay or you are straight, and you can have been really like yeah, you can have been in like however many straight relationships and then you have one um relationship with the partner of the same sex and suddenly you're gay and and no one ever like no one's ever mentioned bisexual i think the first time i heard it happen was on Grey's anatomy and i was so impressed (laughs) (laughs) that there was a bisexual character finally in like an american tv series um but yeah but it's not it's not common over here either um so i think that yeah clara's just 
just ambiguous enough that people that are looking for looking to identify with someone have gone oh she's like me like she could be attracted to either that's quite cool yeah yeah also eleanor in the good place oh i really want to see the good place it's on my list (gasps) oh you said it's great (laughs) yeah drew's recommended it as well yeah okay (laughs) so we've Gone on some massive tangents there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Remind me again what we're talking about. We're here. <laughs> this is this is who back when. Yes. Yes, that's that's right. Uh, we're talking about uh, New Year's Day. Is do- anything, do- who resolution? Is there anything left that you want to say about resolution, or shall we maybe jump into a? I mean, we have some. Shall, shall we rate this, by the way? Because we have some listener minis for this. Do we? We have we have at least one. I think we might have I think we might have more than one listener okay. minute actually but it, but then we've also said we're, maybe we're going to just talk about our general impressions of this season and Chibnall and uh, I've already spoiled my opinion of Chibnall I think I don't know if I feel confident in rating this because I did, like I said I didn't pay enough attention I didn't write any notes the fit, like Okay, know. fair enough. What do you think, Jim? But overall, yay or nay? Yeah, let's just do thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 Ratings. I've just plucked a number out my ass. Okay. I, I could put a number. Okay. I refuse to put a number. <laughs> no, not a number. <laughs> I'm a free marine. Oh. What's your number? Do you want to say it? 2.8. Ooh. Holy moly. <laughs> what was your number? 1.7. What? <laughs> oh my Whoa. god. It's not that bad, is it? Uh, 1.7 is still good. It's 1.7 out of 5, is not it? 10. Well, I mean, it's yeah. below average. <laughs> yeah, it is below average. Mm. There, it, it's, it has all those positives that I mentioned before, plus a couple of good lines. I mean, not a couple, a, a number of good lines. Yeah. I seriously chuckled about the, like, uh, how long's a rail? And now I have to remember how long's a rail. Nice like reference back to classic who mm. uh, the Daleks always using rails, but then there are so many cons. I didn't do my con list before, but like Yaz is not fleshed out as a character or has nothing to do in this one. Did not need Aaron. The doctor barely reacts to meeting a Dalek. The dad son meeting is poorly written. Microwave was infuriatingly obvious. <laughs> Chibnall can't write people in love. I said maybe that's unfair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why didn't we stay in the past longer? That's a, that yeah, was a disappointment to yeah. me. Too many convenient plot fixes. Mm. Showdown at the Not Pentagon is dreadful. The whole Cushing whatever. Mm. Chibnall killed Unit and flipped off a steward. And I pretty much only like all of Graham and some of the Dalek <laughs> in this episode. So yeah, 1.7. Mm. And I've added, uh, let's rename this episode How Convenient. And, uh, and let's call, uh, let's rename Doctor Who. Uh, Yaz who? You uh, really didn't like this episode, <laughs> did you? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I Where's this bitter Leon on the normal podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Still enjoyed it. I'm giving it that high a mark because I'm really thrilled that Graham was fantastic and we have a Dalek and it was a good Dalek. Yeah. You know, it was really, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad about a lot of stuff. Mm. Just not most. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We've given it a rating. What do you what I'm would just, you give it? I'm just really I'm really confused because I do think that I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And um but now but I do think probably the next time I watch it 'cause we're 'cause we normally when we do a rating, um a review, sorry, I have watched it when it first came out and yeah. then normally watched it again within a week or two because me especially when i lived at home me and my dad would always watch them like back to back we'd always watch it twice 
And then me and Jim went through them all a couple of years ago. We watched them all again before we started the podcast. And well then done. you watch it for the podcast. And so it's, it's four or f- fourth or fifth viewing by the time I've got to rate it. So it's, yeah. And so the, this it's time, established. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to work out all the pros and cons. Whereas this time around, I'm just, I just really liked it. And, but I feel like the next time I watch it, I'm going to really hate it. And especially now you've pointed out all the bad things about I'm it. I'm sorry. It's going to be terrible. So I'm going <laughs> to, I feel like I want to give it a high ish, not, t- not like bonkers high, but like a high ish rating now. Okay. And I will come to regret it in like, 12 years when we get around to rating it properly. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> Meet in the middle. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll give, I'll give you a, like a zero point something. But yeah, no, currently, do you know what? I don't know. I did like it. Here we go. Four gonna, points. <laughs> no, I'll give it a, I'm going to give it like a 3.2, I think. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Nice. No, fair enough. Because you know? it was fun. And sure. I, I liked the Dalek. I liked everything. It was all great fun. <laughs> I don't know. Listener minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250, or it would get out of hand. Right, so we have not one, but two listener minis for this bonus review. And maybe when we get to, when we catch up with the show, maybe we'll have lots more the next time we review this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so the first one comes from Jim the Fish. Yay, hey, Jim the Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to start this one off? Jim's going to start this off. Oh. With Jim saying, okay, so I was looking forward to this one. Sadly, like most of series 11, it let me down. Ooh. No title sequence. True. Crowbarring the... Uh, uh. <laughs> Crowbarring the obligatory gay character in, who was only on screen for 30 seconds. As a gay person myself, this is bad representation. Not that I care or need to see myself in media, but some news sites have been complaining it was anti-gay. Mm. That's what you said, Leon. Well, I don't know if it's anti-gay. It just mm. seems like it, it wasn't doing a good job of being inclusive. Inclusive, you know? that's it, yeah. It, it, Not inclusive. Yeah, well, okay. Um, next bullet point. Yaz was a bigger spare part in this episode than any used for the Dalek. <laughs> that's what you said, Leah. And the final point in this list it's is... true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final point in this list from Jim is, I expected Brian's dad to be a deadbeat or something. But he's a calm, collected engineer who's bartering microwaves for some reason. <laughs> Everyone picked up that he was an engineer, but me. Oh, uh, yeah, it's super duper agree. Mm. And so Jim the Fish continues onto the Dalek. The Dalek can't stop a bunch of Iron Age warriors, but exactly. can <laughs> beat modern armed forces with a travel machine made of farmyard scrap. <laughs> but also can't kill a bunch of people running towards it. Yeah, this is the whole pick a freaking kind yeah. of Dalek thing. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jim continues. The New Year's special highlighted how fucking stupid the new Doctor is. Language, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm with> Jim. <laughs> Bullet point number one. Learns the Dalek is a scout Dalek that finds worlds for the Daleks to conquer. And then wants to stop the Dalek from contacting its people and bring in an evasion fleet. Okay. Sensible. Yeah. Um before that, she wanted it to leave, whereby it would then tell its people about Earth and it would be invaded. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, then maybe that doesn't... Logic falls apart, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't okay. make sense. Uh, Dalek is attached to Ryan's dad. Mm. Takes Dalek to surprise Black Hole and opens the door while it's still attached. <laughs> oh no, I didn't think about the fact that it was attached. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jim adds, just watched the first episode of Robot. Episode budget was clearly £2.50. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more convincing and better scripted than all of season 11. Wow. He thinks that Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen showed more talent and personality in one episode than Whitaker and Team Hardest did in a 10-hour series. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but people just say, people say, just give it time. They're still settling into the role. Yeah, and Jim gives this, he says, best episode of the series, 1.9 out of 5. That's what you said. <laughs> I did. You were very you insane with Jim. You said today. it was yeah, your favorite Jim. episode, and you gave it. I what? don't know if it's my favorite episode. I, I, you said it was your favorite it's episode. It's among the best episodes. Okay. I, I know exactly which my favorite episode is. Is it the Norwegian one? No. <laughs> <laughs> which one is it? I think it's the Rosa one. Yeah, I think, I think the Rosa, Rosa one. Yeah, that good. was, that was yeah. good. That, that was, that was, for me, that was the best episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hang on, uh, Jim continues. He says, extra note, the series had the biggest ratings loss, 4.52 million in a single season and aired on a Sunday with less ratings competition. Back down to Capaldi numbers. I can't imagine how bad it would have been if it aired on a Saturday. I didn't remember I'm being dumb. I didn't realize that ratings had dropped with Capaldi. Mm. Uh, I kind of got that he wasn't. Yeah, particularly well liked. Really? Well, I the, loved Capaldi. I did. I did myself. So, but yeah. Oh wow! I don't know. I I almost I like I totally could not give a shit that it moved <laughs> that it moved to Sunday. Like, yeah. I just I, I feel know. like it has very little impact nowadays because every it's all on iPlayer. Everyone watches it on catch up. That's so, that's a good point. Yeah, people don't sit down on the day yeah. things come out. Anymore. I think, but I remember we talked about this when like for the whatever the first episode is called uh, that that like reaction episode. Yeah. That oh yeah, now it's on a Sunday. It's right ahead of uh, whatever it's called, Dancing with the Ballroom People. Uh, what's it called? Silicon Dancing. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's like, it's, it's prime time. Well, not prime time. It's, it's a better time slot. Yeah. You know? But, um, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. Awesome mini. I thought you were talking to our Jim then. I was like, what did he do? <laughs> and he's, Jim, he's thanking so me much. in advance for thanking Jim. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jim. All right. Next up, one more listener mini. This one comes from Kyle Rath. Hello, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Long time no see. Kyle says, introducing the Who Back When New Year's Resolution cocktail. First, take a healthy amount of Christmas spirit and chuck it out the door. Wait about seven days. In the first third of a 65-minute sized cup, mix in equal parts intrigue, terror, and creepiness. Find the nearest Roman soothsayer or Shanshanese fortune teller and have them point out that there's something on your back. Then chuck the contents out with the Christmas spirit. <laughs> uh, coat the rim of the cup with the salty tears of deadbeat dad nobody cared about. Fill it with all the goodness that was grace and have a little cry. At this point, remind yourself that Yaz is a trainee cop. <laughs> Cover the cup in some rusty discarded parts from some warehouse. Stick it in the microwave. No, wait. I mean the oven. No, wait. I mean the giant fuck off magnet or whatever. Language, Kyle. <laughs> While you're waiting, make a lame Brexit joke, pissing all over a picture of Kate Stewart. Everyone gets the Brexit joke. I miss this as well. <laughs> <laughs> Stir it with a snazzy little bit of holographic. Say hi to your mother for me. And park it in a building that clearly demonstrates strong and stable leadership in lieu of some other obvious communications hub. Splash in some young love and wrap it in a rainbow. <laughs> Kyle gives this a... 2.8 out of 5. Daleks were almost scary AF again. 
<laughs> you, As fuck. <laughs> you done messed up, uh, Aaron. Hashtag Kate Stewart is a goddamn treasure. Hashtag have I mentioned how much I love Graham? Hashtag BT Tower is a Dalek weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, I've missed you, man. Oh, I'm so glad that you've written it again. That was uh, awesome. Thanks so much, Kyle. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. People who are not Kyle, follow Kyle on Twitter. He is at Sinister Super Spy. That's super without any vowels. Super duper quickly because it is late and you've got work in the morning. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was this late. Um, season 11. Just impressions. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the new Doctor? I super love her. I think she's fantastic. I want to be her. Um, <laughs> um, I So we watched the first handful and then we went away for a little bit and then we got behind and then we didn't catch up for ages. And in the meantime, I'd read a thing or you'd told me or someone, there oh. was an impression that it all went downhill and there were no good episodes. Oh, so we started watching like ca- trying to catch up. I don't think that's me, by the way. In mind of like, oh, there are no more good episodes. They're all going to be shit from now on. Um, and I actually really enjoyed a lot of them. So mm. yeah, I think I've been pleasantly surprised, but probably I don't know. My expectations were quite low. So, but yeah, I've I've enjoyed a lot of the episodes. I do think there's too many there's too many companions they don't the screen time split between three of them none of them have had yeah as good character development as they deserved um, yaz in particular yaz in particular we, yeah. we need another yaz episode yeah because i we liked, sort of got i mean we got a yaz episode yeah i liked the and so it we've had a enough. couple of yaz because we've had the one with her mum and the spiders Oh, I forgot about the spider. Which, which now that was terrible. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. I don't. Sorry, oh. I brought that up. Um, but the the um, India Pakistan. Um, That's the one I was thinking. Episode. Yeah, demons of the Punjab. I have, yeah. have an episode list to. Re- I like that episode. Right? I really yeah. liked that episode, and it made me think. We've you in particular said this before on the podcast of like when they take sort of Kodak moments and then kind of ruin it because if you're at the say I'm at the fall of the Berlin Wall, that means no one and you like you piss all over it, you just, you're in it one shot and then you leave, then there you can some, never go back to it again. There are some that they ruined. do return to. I mean, World War II certainly has been covered on a few occasions. Yeah, right? but that was a long And the Blitz has span. been covered more than once. But anyway, because yes, yeah, you're sorry, making no. the opposite point of what I was going to say. <laughs> I agree with you agreeing with me. <laughs> Good. Um, but no, but what you said is, is like, um, basically, or what we, I think we all said is leave these like Kodak moments and go, elsewhere because there's history all around the world that isn't quite as um well documented yeah. and like let's explore something else and so yeah but they go to like the division of india um and i felt so incredibly um naive that i didn't really like know fully the history oh nor i no and, it's an eye opener and and i bet and i imagine it was an eye opener for a lot of people and what a wonderful thing to do to use these like the history um episodes to show us something that we've never seen before rather than just always going back to victorian london yeah yeah okay good <laughs> cool tim <laughs> should we just go around the table <laughs> monologue if you will what well, I, I mean i completely agree with you with the demons of the punjab bit I think it's interesting actually that because obviously it's a British TV show and they they don't try and straight uh, occasionally they've ventured into America, mm. but they don't really stray away from the fact that it's a British TV show and everything happens really to British people in Britain or in alien places. But they have kind of subtly kept the British link, but in a very bad way. Yeah, because we fucked up that country and they they just put that in your face and say, look at the bad thing we did. 
mm. which I, I think is quite a, it's quite a brave thing because for some reason this isn't something that we're really taught about for some reason well <laughs> it's, you know relatively speaking in like our lifespans it's recent it's very it's very yeah. recent i had no idea how recent it was but long it's long enough that um that you don't hear people talking about it though mm. like I, I think there's a reason that it should be taught like because otherwise we forget these kind of things yeah yeah but anyway without diving into that too much. like in general the series i was just scanning through episode yeah so what do we have so i'm gonna quickly scan through and I'm going to say whether I liked it, didn't like it, hated it, that kind of thing. Okay. I'm going to jump yeah, in can, before you, you do that. Okay. And just say, I meant to say also um, that I really love the Rosa Parks episode as well. And that, again, it's a different, it's another one of the history ones. And it, going back to a really important point in history that's not British history, that's going over to American history. And yeah. um, But it does relate back to, obviously, like Brian and Yaz have that really lovely, well, not... It's not a lovely conversation, but... Who's Brian? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Ryan! Brian. You know who I mean! <laughs> Ryan and yeah. Sorry. Um, and, and talking about, like, racism and, and what they face and how far we've come since the, yeah. the Rose Parks and da, da, da. And, yeah, it's felt very grounded. Anyway, I liked it a lot. So I, th- I think the history ones have been my favourite in this series, in general. I think there's a exception to that. But... Oh. What's the exception? Oh, okay, but let's yeah. come to okay, so, okay, okay, okay. So first episode, we we obviously did a, a special for. Wait, can I also say a little recap? Jim <laughs> <laughs> just blitzing through. Well, okay. no, <laughs> fine. Sorry, sorry, God. sorry. What did, which, which ones did you like, Leon? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm mainly just being facetious. Okay. Just about the Doctor, mm. I'm really happy with the Doctor. Mm. I like Whitaker, but I think the writing of the show is not taking like full advantage of her acting talent. Mm. And, uh, and well, not just hers, the, the companions as well. Like overall, I'm just unhappy with the writing of this season. Mm. I've probably liked about half of the season. I'm, we're about to find out, I guess, for all of us. Mm. But I still don't feel... It, Jim of the fish fame just said, well, they have had, or he insinuated, they have had more than enough time to settle Mm. into their roles. I don't necessarily feel that that show is on screen. Yeah. You know, for the companions in particular. Yeah. Not Graham. Graham is freaking cemented into his role, I think. (laughs) Yeah. But the others surely, like Mm. certainly not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think the, the, to go back to the doctor, I just, um, what did I want to oh, say? Too much sonicking. Oh, so much sonicking. Of, uh, just, just leave the sonic at home yeah. for once. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, th- <laughs> I um, <laughs> And a terrible TARDIS interior. Oh. Yeah. Love the TARDIS exterior and mm. I love all the space shots, but the TARDIS interior yeah. crumbs. Um, as I say, as the like doctor being written as a woman, I think is really interesting because they haven't shied away from her. They haven't just written her as if she's a man and she's just gone in and done what she does. She has been made to take a back seat sometimes. And there was an episode in particular where they didn't believe that she could be, I think it was a Witchfinder General one. Yes. yeah. And you can't be Witchfinder General. So they had to put Graham as like the commander and she was his like subordinate. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting that they're addressing that. Um, and I'm glad they're addressing it Yeah, rather than just kind of, hand waving over it but i also it, it does make me a little bit sad at the same time because i want the doctor to be the doctor and to walk into any room and command it and just like have the floor um and she doesn't and that might still happen though yeah i mean it happens in the episodes where they are visiting a time 
that is more progressive. Yeah. So like in absolutely. the Witchfinder, whatever that episode was called. It's very the, backwards. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a it's an excellent way of portraying the sexism of the times. But then if they're doing an episode that is set in 2018, yeah. then you can't quite do that. There are certain elements of society maybe that you can highlight and should. Mm. I think they are trying to push some buttons. Mm, cause, absolutely. Because it is it's basically a parallel to what happened in the Rosa Parks episode. Like it, yeah. It's not yes. dealt with in as dramatic style, but it is that step out from what's going on. Like these are characters that you're expecting to have these grand adventures through time and space. And there's a ridiculous societal belief in a stage of um, Earth's development that is stopping that from happening. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you don't see that in Doctor Who. Like, I think they're, they're making a very strong point to do that. Yeah. I, I commend them actually, but I don't, I don't know if the Witchfinder one worked quite as well. I, cause I, I think the Rosa Parks one just kind of knocked me for six that mm. they sat them down and had, they were having that conversation and talking about how hard life still is. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the, that was the thing that got me is like, we're watching a piece of history on how progression started happening, but like, we're still nowhere close to it, like being, you know, finished. And I think that was quite a brave thing to address that. So the <laughs> <laughs> first episode, the woman who fell to earth. We've already covered it. Yeah, that's true. I, but now I, we've had some time to mull it over. Uh, it still sits in my head as a positive. I'm no longer as positive as I was then. I'm super positive about the cast. Mm. I think that was probably the biggest positive at the time for all of us when we were recording that review. Mm. But the the actual plot is super... It's so mainstream. It's so like we've had that plot before. Mm. It's just a big bad. It yeah. felt like an episode of Buffy. Yeah. You know? I guess it was quite, the Buffy. It's quite I a Buffy. safe way. I love Buffy, but this isn't Buffy. It's quite a safe way of opening the show with like, we've changed one of the main things that people are, might possibly be angry about. So we're going to give you quite a like standard storyline. So we're not going to push you too much yeah. in the first episode. It's still a really good episode. Yeah. Like, cinematographically, it was amazing. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So thumbs oh, up, Grace. Grace. Yeah. Oh, Grace. Oh, Grace. Oh, Grace. By the kept fall of grace. Grace around. Mm. Okay, next episode. Uh, the Ghost Monument, which is, which is where That's we get my reaction. sniper bots and... Ugh. I really haven't rewatched it, but <laughs> I think I enjoyed this one as well. Because I, I, I don't know, I, I found that there were kind of a lot of unique concepts in it. The fact that there were these people playing um, 80 Days Around the World across the universe, like some weird scavenger hunt thing. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I think I kind of liked it. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think overall, I, I mean, I'm, if I have to choose between the two, then yeah, I'm giving this a thumbs up as well. But I remember a number of really like negative things about that episode as well yeah. that, that uh, really stood out. I'll allow a, a middling thumb. Mm. Okay, yeah, middle then. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got Rosa. Oh. Definite thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. If only I had a third thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth episode was Arachnids in the UK. Oh my oh. goodness. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. every thumb down. Oh. I'm not even sure what they were trying to that do. Was that was terrible. Yeah. Do we know which ones were written by whom? So, so far, these are all Chibnall. Chib- Chib- oh, they're all Chibnall. Yeah. Okay. But I remember everyone being so excited about Chris Noffer's appearance as well. I, uh, yeah, super yeah. excited. But then he showed up as this uh, faux Trump in yeah. a world with Trump. Yeah. That makes no sense. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's learned their lesson from Trump, but then somehow he's still... No. No, it makes no sense. No. Two years, podcast land, then we're reviewing that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fifth episode, last of the intro ones by Chibnall. Okay. 
the Sharanga conundrum. I'm not Which sure. one's that? Is that Nibbler? Yes. I like Nibbler. <sighs> I like Nibbler. I didn't like Oh, really? One. Oh, no. why? I don't know. I just remember it just being a bit disjointed and the way they split off the companions didn't seem to work. Yeah, they did just... That is true. Pu- ...push all the companions outside. and then like Ryan and Graham are taking care of the dude. The pregnant dude, and then yeah. Yaz is doing I like the pregnant something. dude. Um, but then they introduce another, like, a really good character for the Doctor to, like, work with. Yeah, like, Yaz is... is is sectioned off from Ryan and Graham, yeah. but doesn't stay with the Doctor for most <laughs> yeah. of it. Uh, it's just, yeah. But I don't why, remember but what why, does at all. But why bring, it, like, why bring in this other character to help the Doctor when you have three companions explicitly for that person? Is that the person who was, it was a general and she had some sort of disease and then she has to sacrifice herself. Well, she like ties herself into the system. Well, she's even other, I was, she's I was, another one. There's a guy yeah. oh, wait, that there's is one? like helping the Doctor that ends up dying. I think the first guy they meet on the spaceship yeah. yeah, who forgot about him? Gets put in an escape pod by the creature. Or oh. I don't know. That rings sort of a bell. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, oh, they've wow. spent more time developing other characters than actually pointless than the companions. It's like you just you're spreading yourself too thin. Yeah, because yeah. I think even like Ryan and Graham have quite a lot of screen time in the in the fact that it's kind of like a dual episode. With, yeah, with that bit which has no bearing on anything else. <laughs> but they don't have a lot. I think there's occasionally the oh call me granddad, which they finally come back to at the end of the series. But sure. Like, that's about it. I don't think you'd learn anything more about those two people that I remember anyway. Mm. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah. In the I, middle then? I don't know. I think I, I did like, I was the, I did like, like the Nibbler and I liked the... The sci-fi concepts sci-fi. were all great. Yeah, nice. exactly. I'm, I'm sticking with thumbs up, but thumbs up for the Doctor and down for the Companion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh Then it's Demons of the Punjab. Yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Um, hang on, I just sort of checked my column here so written by is Vinay Patel okay which I'm making assumptions about the surname but sure would imply some interest in the, the story of that sure yep definite thumbs up for that this is one of the few episodes I can kind of remember of Doctor Who where the twist was fulfilling and unexpected that the this is the one isn't it where they, they end up being a race that just watch like give people comfort oh yeah, yeah, yeah. comfort when they die yeah they have nothing to do with the actual killing. Because you think they're the villains yeah. in the beginning and then they end up just being, they want to bear witness to people that died alone. I'm a little, not against that, but I feel like maybe that's a bit of a rip-off of a previous New Who alien, the Capaldi encounter, the, 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 like the ice or crystal aliens, the glass aliens, whatever, that make replicas of everyone the moment before they die uh-huh. and they have a copy of everyone. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> I feel like he meets a copy of, I, I can't remember if it's, it's, wait, yeah, it's the special. It's the one with, um, is his name also Bradley? The the guy who plays the first Doctor. Do you remember there's a special Capaldi meet and the first Doctor, yeah, they yeah, go yeah. on a thing. And the alien oh, is right. like this crystal entity that literally kidnaps everyone in the universe. <laughs> uh, not kidnaps, like makes a copy of them in their yeah. very last moment of life. Mm. And it seemed a little derivative of that, maybe. It was very different to make a copy of someone versus just to be there so no one dies alone. If I'm, it is very different, Leo. No, 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 that is true. But it, you still have that element of like literally everyone is going to have, you know, have these, have the company of these aliens. And by no, the way, not, if and when I everybody. die, okay, everyone who dies alone, otherwise, everyone dies alone. Yeah. If and when I die alone, <laughs> and these aliens show up yeah. and they're like, 
Hi, we just want to keep you company. I'm just going to go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They don't look very comforting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next episode. So episode seven was Kablam. Oh, down. Written by Pete Matai. Didn't That's like the it. Amazon yeah. one. Hmm. I actually quite enjoyed I that one. I think I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think, well, it's, it's one of those episodes where there's, there's not a lot of kind of deep stuff going on. Mm. No, but, that's true. But I, th- I think it was fairly well constructed and mm. people played their parts. I don't know. Ryan climbed a ladder. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> climbed a ladder. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> episode name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll stick with a plus plus. Okay. Uh, episode eight was The Witch Finders, which mm. I was not a fan of, really. The only plus I think goes to, is the name Alan Cumming? Mm. Yeah. He was fantastic. You think? Yeah. I'm actually not sure if Like, oh, really? I love Alan Cumming. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, he's wonderful. I wasn't actually in love with that character no. and his portrayal. I quite no. enjoyed him. Okay. I mean, he's, he's always like a step above anyone you could shove in those shoes for, sure. the, for the most part. But, <laughs> um, for, for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm rating it on an Alan Cumming level here. <laughs> um, that one was written by Joey Wilkinson, by the way. Okay. Um, but, I think, but otherwise also a nay from me. Yeah. Mm. This, this is an interesting thing I, I noticed reading something i can't remember or watching something that they they said they they threw out like all the production crew <laughs> not like the cater industry but um like there's no consistency like they they've got alternating directors but literally other than chibnall no one writes more than one episode like there's only 10 episodes here so it's not a lot to go okay. on but I don't know. I kind of find that interesting that they they literally are all separate episodes that I think Chibnall has a byline on and one of the others. Maybe that's why it's a little disjointed as a scene. Yeah. And there's I, a, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea if this compares to other first series of like a new crew. I don't remember. Either, well, but well, I feel like Moffat wrote most of his stuff in the beginning, certainly. Which, which RTD would, also, he wrote, did he, RTD write all of his stuff? Which oh. would, would, would fit with this because... Chibnall's obviously writing a lot of yeah. stuff in this, but was there a more kind of second place writer or, you know, two or three writers that were kind of alternating? I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It just seemed a bit odd anyway, that literally every other episode other than Chibnall is their only writing credit. So which finders we're not that happy about. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> episode nine okay. was It Takes You Away, which is the Norway Mirror episode. No. You didn't like it? No. I super like I, I, quite I don't it. know, I just really liked it. I, Although, my bugbear, it wasn't really bugbear, but when, um, so everyone's in the mirror world and they all see their other halves um, that, that are dead um, and that's like your draw to stay in the mirror world and then everyone leaves and it's just the doctor in the mirror world. I really expected the thing to turn into river and instead it turned oh. into a toad. Yeah, the toad makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no. Like, oh, I really like and, um, this form. What do you mean, why? <laughs> and I think that I think I have to put to bed that River is gone now. We've done mm. with her character. She's not coming back. But I thought, it wouldn't it have been wonderful to have Jodie Whittaker um, as a Doctor and River Song and just to show that like it doesn't matter what gender the Doctor is. Yeah, exactly. She's still in love with this. This is my soulmate. Yeah. Um, For a while, there was some tension between the Doctor and Clara. You said before that Clara is is meant to have been bisexual. Then, okay, yeah, add that maybe. I don't know. I, I think that's just they're severing ties with prior. Yeah, new who. yeah. yeah. I so think, I think they are, but um, I, which, which I they quite often do anyway. Like, yeah, 
Does Ribbo even get mentioned through Capaldi's? I think, yeah, because they have the... Yeah, oh, they, I do have the... They go and have their honeymoon. And yeah. yeah. Is, it, is that... So River, River's the only one yeah, that okay. spans, like, she's Tennant, Smith, and Capaldi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. She spans more than any companion does. Mm. So it would have been a, it would have been very nice just to have the one little scene with River in it. I, I super liked the weird zone between universes. Yeah, that was good. Even though it felt very derivative of Babylon 5. Oh. <laughs> References lost on me. Babylon Five was like the best show, <laughs> uh, second only to Doctor Who, obviously. Okay, obviously. <laughs> and then the last episode was the Battle of Ranskor Av Kolos. Uh, what was that about again? So this is the return of Tim Shaw. Oh, uh, return of Tim Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, but doesn't really um, matter. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I liked. Yeah, actually, it's. Better than the first Tim Shaw. Mm. I think there there were some concepts in there which maybe didn't get fleshed out as well as they should have done and didn't kind of but it, it didn't pull them off as well. Like the the race that these kind of mythical things of a doctor's like, Oh my god, I'm finally meeting you and they had placed their worship in Tim Shaw and Oh yeah, he was the creator or the maker or whatever and he's like he does nothing but destroy. Uh, yeah. Why do you think he's the one? <laughs> like I think like it was an in, it was a really interesting concept. Uh, yeah, I agrees. just think they just kind of Got as far as the concept, and then when they had to fill it out, they were like, hmm, doesn't quite work, does it? Oh, well, we'll have to go with it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah. Actually, it seems as though the majority of episodes we're giving thumbs up to. Mm. Yeah. In so, hindsight. So I totaled my thumbs up, and I think I've got seven. All right. Did you total my th- thumbs up? I'm afraid I didn't. <laughs> oh. I think you might have eight, actually. I don't what? Know. <laughs> I'm very positive about this series. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that if we were to go through any season of Tennant or, you know, Smith or Capaldi, yeah. there's probably also something like 30% of the episodes that we don't like. Yeah. And, and maybe thing, we're being unfair. Or it's being easy unfair. <laughs> to like look at an episode just from a title and go, oh yeah, that was a great episode. But when you actually watch it, you'll we'll pull holes in things and pick things apart. and Or you, it might stand up better to criticism and you might rate it higher so. yeah yeah but I feel, I feel like we if we sit down and write rate these in two and a half years time <laughs> <laughs> um it's a good compromise <laughs> that most of them might end up more than 2.5 you know that, that's yeah, probably that's your, your bang in the middle and to say you you like it like we're not being that enthusiastic really when we're kind I of think that's there, the there are a couple where it said definitely a thumbs up like yeah. Rose, Rosa Parks who like definitely a thumbs up yeah that's the thing there's not been very many kind of blow away like episodes that have just been amazing there's a lot that are good but i don't know how many do you get normally in a series that are actually like do blow you away we normally get way more episodes as well yeah. in a yeah. season so yeah. any one episode here gets way more focus yeah than true. we would normally give an episode yeah. well cool all right Holy so moly. that's what we think podcast like. yeah <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us what you think well, go to whobackwhen.com because the aforementioned slash aforread Kyle Rath, the sinister super spy himself, he has written a blog post about oh, season yeah. 11, which will be uh, dropping on the blog uh, the same day as this episode. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and read that. Thanks so much for a really awesome evening of discussing who. Uh, sorry, got no, really late. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I do declare. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gents, you should say hi to these people online. Uh, Marie can be reached 
via email. Humacuena yeah. gmail.com. Jim is available on Twitter. At Jimmy the Who. That's right. And I am at Bonkin. Uh, so say hi to me as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, well, and uh, ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening. Uh, until the next time, next time we will next week we will be reviewing a classic Who episode. It's uh, Planet of the Spiders. After that, we're a new Who, and it is the wedding of every song. And then after that, it's classic and new and classic and new and so on and so forth. Oh, actually, you know what? At some point, we'll be dropping a little bonus audio Who review as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Okie dokie. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next time, rock on and ciao ciao. See ya. Cheerio. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends! But I've got no friends! No problemo, tell some strangers! Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome! High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it, we're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?